Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor Podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. I remember saying one year that I felt that Christmas could come every other year and I'd be good with that. And I think it was because I had bought into all of the busyness, the over, you just have a lot going on, especially in ministry, a couple of times a year, actually, when uh, you give it all for Christmas and Easter, which I'm going to always argue that for the Christian, every day is Christmas and every day is Easter, but that's probably another podcast. At any rate, busyness, yeah, I get really busy, and that certainly is high time and high potential when I can be crabbier than usual, or maybe just crabby, whichever. Anyway, I I really have along the way had to have a spiritual director. And some of that happened because I was unable to find ministry colleagues that would actually sit and do conversation and be accountable and that kind of thing. We Everybody would agree we needed to do it. We need to do it. But when it came time to try to schedule something, oh boy, that was just a fiasco. And there were several times I got very frustrated and just said, oh, just forget it. So I did realize I needed something. If I am stuck in my own head for too long, you know, that makes me crabby too. Not because I'm stuck in my own head, but because I'm stuck with my own crabby attitude sometimes. That is the number one thing that I have prayed about over the years is my attitude. (laughs) So surprise there. I wanted to share with you today, though, something that a companion, a spiritual companion, my spiritual director shared with me, you know, and part of the reason that you have others journey with you is to get you out of your own head, to get you out of your crabbiness, to help you realize that while you feel like you're stuck and you don't know where to step next, that this is only for a moment that God is truly not going to leave you there, just stuck. And God is great at rescue and redemption. But I engaged a spiritual director because I couldn't find um, ministry people to help. And then in later years, uh, coaches came alongside me as well. So I had a double dose. And, And to be honest with you, today I have people that coach me. And I also have, again, just newly acquired again, another spiritual director. So I just need people to keep me honest. And sometimes I just need to hear myself think. I need to get clarity. And and sometimes the answers are there. I just need somebody that I can unpack this with and hash my ideas around with. And as scripture says, iron sharpens iron. And for sure, for sure, a companion certainly can be as a mirror to you. That has 
both good and challenging sides to it, but you do learn a lot about yourself. So in honor of learning a lot about yourself, I want to share with you something my spiritual director gave me, and she was a charismatic Catholic, and and Catholicism is my roots of childhood, even though I've served in Protestant circles. And she ignationed me pretty good. And this is something I honestly would never, ever have looked intently at, you know, ignition and and some discernment processes. And I came to, you know, I was like, okay, I'll give this a go. And I came to really see the value in what that had to offer. So I'm going to share with you this prayer of surrender. And this is one way that you can reflect for a moment where you really are at and that you can slow yourself down for a moment, aka combat the busyness. And you can really remember that the reason that we're serving in ministry is to serve the Lord's purposes. Because sometimes we get hung up in all the demands of different seasons, all the demands of the people we serve, all the demands of a potential hierarchy, the people we work for and with, and we forget, we lose track that we really are serving the Lord's purposes. So I'm going to read this to you, and I think I'm going to read it to you one time, and then I'm going to go through and kind of unpack it and make my comments And then I'm going to read it to you one more time. So perhaps this will become a a bit of a devotional for you today. And it is my gift to you. And this was uh, Kathy's gift to me at the time. And I really hashed around and wrangled with it for a long time. It's a great read if you do the uh, Lecto Divina. And I never know if I say that exactly right. But if you take it through and read it and just really chew on it. So enough about that, enough about how uh, your spiritual companions can bless you. But I'm about to share with you a big blessing that my spiritual director gave to me. I surrender myself to you, Lord, and ask you to put an end to my restlessness. I give you my will. I do not believe any longer that I can answer myself what I am doing and what is happening through me. Lead me and show me your will. I give you my thoughts. I do not believe any longer that I am so intelligent that I can understand myself, my whole life, or other people. Teach me to think your thoughts. I give you my plans. I do not believe any longer that my life finds meaning in what I reach through my plans. I entrust myself to your plan, for you know me. My anxiety about other people I give to you. I do not believe any longer that with my anxiety I can improve anything. That remains with you. Why should I be anxious? My anxiety about the power of others I give to you. You were powerless before the mighty. The mighty have fallen, and you live. My fear of my own failures I give to you. 
I do not have to be successful. I do not start again. My fear of my own failures I give to you. I do not have to be a successful person if I wish to be one blessed according to your will. All insoluble questions, all discontent with myself, all my cramped hopes I give to you. I give up running into locked doors and wait for you. You will open them. I give you myself. I belong to you, Lord. You have me in your hand. I thank you. This is uh, pretty powerful stuff, actually. There were days, places, and times when I could not read certain phrases without tearing up. There are times that I could not read some of it (laughs) at all. And yet I kept coming back to this. And I want to walk through some of this because this is a grand prayer of surrender. And that's been a topic also of my interest and study and how can we be emptied of ourselves and our own ambitions and be fully surrendered to God's purposes. So it starts out with, I surrender myself to you. I ask you to put an end to my restlessness, which I thought, well, that is a nice way to put my crankiness. You know, I would have said my crabbiness, my crankiness or something, my uneasiness, my sense of being overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. So the writer just says my restlessness. There are several things along here that you're asked to consider giving to God. The first is your will. And and then each phrase after that, you know, I give you my blank. It's followed by, I do not believe any longer that. So there's an aspect of this where if I give you my will, okay, now I don't believe any more. That means I did think at one point and at one time that I could figure this all out by myself, which is really not the case And I think is also a case for having a spiritual companion, a coach, something to walk with you on your journey. So I don't believe I have all the answers to myself and that God can provide a companion or someone that will help you. And also that you are saying to God, it's not my will, but thine, which is the prayer that Jesus prayed in Gethsemane. And that's, yeah, that's, I'll just leave that there. The next arena is, I will give you my thoughts. Well, okay, if you have a busy brain like mine, it just does not ever stop. It rarely shuts down, and that's probably not a good thing. And there are days, places, and times where I just, I just have to stop, just stop. And okay, maybe at one point I believed that I was so intelligent that I could figure it out. I have to say, continuing in education and in educational processes have led me to understand that the more I know, the more I know I don't know. So I can't figure it all out. He says in this, I do not believe any longer I'm so intelligent that I can figure out myself, I could, and certainly not other people. I have enough trouble figuring out myself but not other people. And then there is the plea, teach me to think your thoughts. The next area besides will, thoughts, are plans. Now, I am a planner. 
I am definitely a planner. And I tend to think everything's got to be planned out. I'm getting better at that. But then whose plan really rules? Whose agenda are you on? Are you on your own? Or are you on the Lord's? Hey, I would love to hear what makes you crabby or what might make you crabby on just the right day, you know, or maybe, maybe you know what makes your friend in ministry crabby. You could send that along too. send it to Margie at MargieBryce.com. That's Margie at MargieBryce.com. And that may indeed be fodder for our next session together. The next section goes into to a discussion about anxiety and gee whiz, who would have thought in ancient times they had anxiety? But anxiety is the number one issue of the day. I live in Oxford, Michigan, and uh, yeah, anxiety's been really high around here lately, uh, for sure. So anxiety about other people or anxiety about the power of others over you. Now, there have been times where I have just stopped, especially when you are in a ministry structure where there are other people that have control over what you might or might not be able to do. And I think about that and I always have looked at, but they won't let me or I, and just, you could just hear the anxiety reverberate or I could feel it reverberate in my heart and in my soul. But here is the place about anxiety. Now, when you think about the Prince of Peace, why should we be anxious? Because what happens is we misunderstand in that moment that God really is in control. In this prayer, it says, I don't think any longer, meaning I used to think that with my anxiety, I might make things better, and and it really doesn't work that way. And I think we know that. We really know these things. This is nothing new. But putting them into practice some days is a challenge. The The passage here about my anxiety, about the power of others I give to you, And then the image of Jesus being powerless before the mighty was really a strong picture for me because you think about Jesus who voluntarily did this mission. I will go and do this. I will go and take care of this. And, you know, Jesus really didn't get anything personally out of it. He did it as a sacrificial gift so that we could be in relationship with God again. And you think about that. And you think how Jesus accomplished that was not necessarily being in control of everything, even though the situation was in control by God the Father. So anxiety, this whole section about anxiety is amazingly powerful. Here's a big one. My fear of my own failures I give to you. Oh boy. I do not have to be a successful person if I wish to be one blessed according to your will. Gee, you know, a lot of a lot of ministry leaders, a lot of people in nonprofits, you know, we're not earning the big bucks, that's for sure. I left some consulting business in and I was serving in healthcare, you know. I mean, that was that was pretty lucrative. Um, and when I left that, I had no 
no misgivings about doing that, but I knew that I wasn't on the uh, the big buck plan here, that it was a matter of there were bigger issues for me, and God had called me, and that's what I was going to do. But, you know, how blessed am I is beside the point, and how we view success and failure is the point, and how God views success is really the point. This next little passage here says, all insoluble questions. That means all the questions that I have that are incapable of being solved, at least in my finite mind anyway. All discontent I have with myself. Well, you know, I could write a long list here, a really, really, really long list. All my cramped hopes, those things that I hoped would happen and never came to pass. All of those things. Those are those three things alone, you know, that could keep you, you know, up at night for sure, or at least consume a lot of your active thinking processes in your brain. But all of those things I'm going to give to God. And I'm going to give up running into locked doors and wait for you. And I got to be really honest with you on this one. I I was the person who was chronically banging my head on a locked door, and then I didn't understand why I had a headache, for heaven's sakes, and waiting for God to open those doors for us. So I'm going to go back through this and read this one more time, and I think I'm even going to leave a link to a PDF for you in the uh, notes for the this episode so that you can um, have a copy for yourself and or a link. I'll find a link to it. It's not like it's, you know, I didn't write it for sure. Um, and I will for sure get get a connection for you in the show notes. But let me read this through one more time for you. And that will be the end of our time together. So take a moment and quiet yourself. And let me read this over you today. I surrender myself to you, Lord, and ask you to put an end to my restlessness. I give you my will. I do not believe any longer that I can answer myself what I am doing, and what is happening through me. Lead me and show me your will. I give you my thoughts. I do not believe any longer that I am so intelligent that I can understand myself, my whole life, or other people. Teach me to think your thoughts. I give you my plans. I do not believe any longer that my life finds meaning in what I reach through my plans. I entrust myself to your plan, for you know me. My anxiety about other people I give to you. I do not believe any longer that with my anxiety I can improve anything. That remains with you. Why should I be anxious? My anxiety about the power of others I give to you. You are powerless before the mighty. The mighty have fallen, and you live. My fear of my own failures I give to you. 
I do not have to be a successful person if I wish to be one blessed according to your will. All insoluble questions, all discontent with myself, all my cramped hopes, I give to you. I give up running into locked doors and wait for you. You will open them. I give you myself. I belong to you, Lord. You have me in your hand. And I thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor.